Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Thanks for listening again today. I hope you listened yesterday as I've been in Daniel and I was talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I was talking about their faith and being thrown in the fiery furnace. Instead of seeing three people, they saw four, and the fourth looked like the Son of God's. He recognized that this was a miracle, obviously. You get tied up and bound, thrown into a furnace that your guard dies on, and here these guys are walking around unbound, unscathed. That is a miracle. It is the power of the living God, and, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego believed in that. Our Heavenly Father, may we have the faith of people in the Bible. May we have the faith to believe that you'll watch over us, that you'll give us courage to stand up for your truth, that we will not be deceived by the enemy, to compromise the values of Christianity just so that we fit in in a little world. Lord, we're going to pay the price someday. Lord, we know that you're coming again, and we will all be judged. Every one of us will stand before you. And, Lord, we're going to give an account for our lives. And if there's some out there today that have compromised their faith, they have compromised what the Word of God says and are living in, a, in opposition to what you're saying in the Word of God, get a hold of their heart today. Forgive them. Help them to move forward in their lives, change their lives. And, Lord, may we be a living witness for you wherever we go. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Amen. Well, God showed Daniel favor. You know, I told you the story of his friend yesterday. But for a moment, I want to take a look at the implications of Daniel's life. The king had made an order to find the finest men, young men with no physical defects, handsome, with an aptitude of learning, well-informed, and quick to understand. Almost sounds a little bit like the Hitler days, doesn't it? But let's pick up the story in Daniel chapter 1, verse 8 through 17. But Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine, and he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself in this way, because remember, the royal officials were saying, you have to eat this because we want you to look good. We want you to you would appear the best of best. But now God had caused the official to show favor and compassion on Daniel. That's the first thing. God had caused the official to show favor and compassion on Daniel. But the official told Daniel, I am afraid of my lord, the king, who has assigned your food and drink. Why should he see you looking worse than the other young men your age? The, the king would then have my head because of you. And listen to what Daniel said here. Then Daniel said to the guard whom the chief official had appointed over Daniel, uh, Hananiah, Michelle, and Azariah, which was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, please test your servants for 10 days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then compare our appearance with that of the young men who eat the royal food and treat your servants in accordance with what you see. So he agreed to do this and tested them for 10 days. At the end of 10 days, they looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. So the guard took away their choice food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables instead. I'm sure those guys were pretty happy about that. The rest of them had to go back to vegetables and water. But because God was with Daniel and the, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, he took care of them, and they looked wonderful. He told them to take care of them and to feed them the great food. And Daniel challenged the leaders to let them live on these on this rationings for 10 days. And, of course, they looked better. Because God was in the center of it. People, Almighty God is in the center of things that are given to God, that are blessed by God, that are touched by God. 
A principle God lays out in the entire word is the importance of being faithful to the things of God and knowing God will eventually win out. People, the problem is we give up because we don't see the answers in the hurry that we want to see them. Well, folks, you know that I am not an overly patient man. If you listen to me, you know that I struggle with that. But I'm telling you something, we have to be patient and trust in God when it comes to prayer and dealing with issues in our lives because he is faithful. We are so worried about what everybody else thinks. We forget about the creator of mankind and what he thinks and what his plan is. His plan is so much greater than our own plan. If you want to find real fulfillment in your life, live by God's desires. There's an old course that goes years ago. It says, my desire to be like Jesus, my desire to be like him. His spirit fills me. His love overwhelms me. You know, that's what he wants. We want his desire to be like him. Serve God with all your heart, not just with the leftovers of your heart. Honor God and he will honor you. It is the timeless principle that never changes. Now, I don't know about you, but most of you probably eat leftovers. I do not like going to a restaurant and taking the food home and eating it the next day. It's just not me. I haven't done it for years. My daughter, my wife do it all the time. I, for some reason, do not like leftovers. Really, the only leftover thing I like is when we make this round steak stew that is wonderful. We have it in the fridge for three or four days, and I eat on it for three or four days. I like that. And sometimes if I used to have spaghetti, I don't eat a lot of it anymore. Um, I like leftover spaghetti. But when it goes to a restaurant, taking it home, it's just not my idea. I just don't like it. Well, you know what? Sometimes we want to give God the leftovers of our life instead of honoring him first and foremost. See, God's plan fights through obstacles. I can tell you this. For every Christian, there will be obstacles that you will go through. And I'm telling you, not a one of you are immune. But the height of your Christian character is measured by how you respond and how God has left the choice in your hands. You have the choice. You can choose victory. You can choose to get through it. Or you can choose defeat and give up and give in. Some today need to change choices they're making. Some of you listening today need to make some choices, better choices, Some today have put God on the shelf of their life and need the Holy Spirit to intervene and open the floodgates of heaven to minister to you and through you. The Bible tells us to avoid conformity. That is certainly the major issue in Christianity in the world. We conform to the desires of the world to fit in and to be accepted. We need to be accepted all right, accepted by our Lord and Savior, and know that we are someday heaven-bound and not on a train wreck the wrong direction. Get your life train back on the rails and head in the right direction. Paul says this to the Romans in Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, pleasing and perfect will. There it is firsthand. Do not conform to the pattern of the world. We hear it. We know it. We understand it. But yet, we ignore it. Stand strong. May we be men and women with a spiritual backbone. We see the spiritual backbone Daniel had. 
He had people jealous of him as he became a great and respected administrator. And the king really liked him. But others were jealous of him. And they framed Daniel by having the king lay out a 30-day edict that everyone must pray to the king. And if they didn't, they'd be thrown into the lion's den. Daniel heard of the edict, but would not turn his back on his God. And he continued to go into his room three times a day, as was his practice. And the guys knew that. The guys were trying to frame him, knew he'd be there. So they caught him praying. And they took him back to the king. And he said, Daniel, Daniel has got against the edict. And he will not bow down to you. Daniel did not. And the king was distressed because the king liked Daniel. But he had set up and he had made this plan. He says, you know, you have to do this. So to lose face, he had to put Daniel in the lion's den. And he was tore up about it. And he said to this, he said, may God rescue you. And, and, and you know the rest of the story. He went into the lion's den and God shut the mouths of the lion. People of God, God will shut the, the mouths of the lion in your life. He will help you if you will distrust in him. God rescued Daniel, and the king was overjoyed. And he had those who had trapped Daniel thrown into the den. You know, people pay the price of sin. There is always a price to be paid. And if you think you're getting away with sin, guess what? You're not. People of God, we need to be like Daniel. We need to be in survival mode. We need to know that when we continue to put God first, he will direct our steps and he will open doors. You can illuminate your surroundings by the presence of Almighty God. God is looking for those who will not compromise their Christianity for the sake of popularity, for the sake of wealth, for the sake of of status, or to be looked upon heavily in your church. It's not about, as I say often, it's not about your church. It's about your relationship with God. The church is not the dictator of what you should be doing. If it is, then you're going to the wrong church because it should be Almighty God who is dictating. It should be Almighty God who is leading you. It should be the Word of God, the Holy Bible that is leading you. Everyone listening has major choices to make that will be affected. It'll affect your friends, your family, your spiritual lives. What choices are we making? How far are we willing to go for God? Would you be willing to go through what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did and Daniel did? Is your passion strong enough, as we talked about the other day, to serve God? It'd be so strong that God would spare your life? Oh, those are tough questions. I can tell you this. God wants to build his church. And who is his church? His church is all those who believe in Jesus Christ and sell out to him. And allow him to be the Lord of lives. In Matthew 16, Jesus says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. When we allow God to lead us and build his church, and his church is all believers, not just your individual church, also believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and he died for your sins and he rose again and you have a personal relationship with him, that is God's church. The Spirit of God will lead you He will guide you, and you'll be more alive than ever. You will know you're walking with God. I pray that each one of us stand firm in our love and commitment to our Lord. See, God wants to recognize you. Your heavenly Father wants to recognize you when you enter the kingdom of heaven. And when you go before him, he wants to say, that is my son. 
that is my daughter. Enter the kingdom of heaven that I have prepared for you. People of God, he loves you. Serve him. Walk with him. Let him be your Lord and Savior. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.